tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Welcome to the Bench on self podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you so much for tuning in. Bench on self podcast is about navigating binge eating disorder struggles, disordered eating, and negative body image. Although I share my personal experience with having a negative body image, eating disorders, and I do uncover bits of my personal story, this podcast is not as much about me as it is about you beautiful human beings who struggle, who fight, who grow, and who evolve every single day. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel supported on their recovery journey and simply for anyone who's trying to improve their relationship with themselves. I believe together we can turn something so negative, such as binge eating, into something more positive and hopefully go from binging on food and self-hatred to binging on self-love. Subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast on your favorite platform and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Disclaimer, Bench on Selva podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. In this podcast, we cover the topic of eating disorders, so if you find this topic triggering, it may be better for you not to listen to this podcast. Always make sure to put your mental health first. Hello everyone, welcome to the Binge on Selvav podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi and I'll be your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's so great to know that you're listening to this podcast and I hope you are all doing really, really well. When I was thinking about what should I make today's episode about, I came to a conclusion that I would like to share some more practical tips on how to overcome binge eating disorder, how to reduce binge eating sessions. There are tons and tons of tips on the internet which you can find. Some of them are helpful, some of them are maybe a bit too broad. So I wanted to share what has helped me personally throughout my nearly decade-long journey battling with binge eating disorder. Please, please keep in mind that what I share are things based on my personal experience. Those are things that have helped me and by no means they are medical advice of any kind. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. At the very beginning, I would like to say that different things or these different tips became helpful to me at a different stage of my binge eating disorder journey. The eating disorder obviously evolves in time just like me, just like the circumstances I'm in, just like my life. So some of the things that I I will share weren't always helpful but became helpful only later on my journey and I think it applies to any kind of tips that somebody shares with you or tips you can find on the internet that they may not be helpful right now but they may be helpful later as you progress in your recovery. But either way I think it's really really helpful to keep building your helpful toolkit where you can gradually add more and more tools and tips that seems to be working for you. 
My tip number one is to find someone who you can share your issues with binge eating disorder with. I believe that finding someone who you can trust and who you can share with your issues when it comes to binge eating disorder is one of the most helpful things you can do. For me, it's been my partner who I've shared my binge eating disorder journey with. He has never dealt with anything like an eating disorder himself, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is that I had someone who I can talk to about my issues, who knows what I'm going through, and that I have someone who I can talk to about what's going on, what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling this way, why do I feel like I want to binge, or why have I just binge, or all of these different kinds of things. And of course, it took me a couple of years to open up about binge eating disorder to him. It didn't happen overnight. At first, I never imagined I could share that with anyone. But the more trust we built together, the more comfortable I felt with him. And so I've decided to share share with him that I have this issue. And I'm grateful that I did because oftentimes... We go for a simple walk and I talk about my feelings and it helps me so much on my journey. It helps me to overcome the urge to binge sometimes. It helps me to look at things from a little different perspective. It helps me to put things in a better context so maybe I see things that I haven't seen before. So I think finding someone, like one, just one person who you can trust and who you can talk to about your binge eating disorder issues is very, very helpful. My tip number two is changing your environment. When my binge eating disorder was at its worst, it was when I isolated myself at home. It was when I cut off pretty much any social interaction. It is. It was when I went to work, then I went to buy food and then I got home and I wouldn't leave the house unless really necessary. And the more you isolate yourself and the more you cut yourself off from your friends, your family and people in general and basically eliminate anything that could make you happy, the more space is then left for the eating disorder. And as you probably know, it's much harder to change a habit or to change your behavior when you're staying in the same environment. If we stay in the same environment, it's much easier to fall back into our old routines when things get hard. So it became pretty obvious to me that I need to change my environment in order to change my habits and to be able to deal with my issues. I'm not necessarily speaking about making these huge changes like moving out or going on a vacation every month, because let's be realistic, that's not really possible for most of us. Uh, but doing these little changes to your environment can help a lot. For example, I found it really hard to binge and much easier to stick to eating regularly when I switched eating in my bedroom, which is where I used to binge all the time, to eating in the living room or the kitchen or whatever your options are. Also, simple things like redecorating your room, even just a tiny bit, can give the environment a fresh vibe, therefore making it a little easier to change something. If you're living with your family, maybe eating breakfasts or dinners together can be helpful if you've been used to eating or binging all by yourself, which is what most of us do, I believe. 
Maybe if you're used to working or studying in your bedroom and also binging there, then again, maybe changing the environment and working or studying in, a, in another room, if possible, can be helpful. I also find it helpful even just temporarily to organize my pantry and my fridge because I always discover a lot of groceries that I would like to use and turn them and turn them into something delicious. And that again helps me not to give up while trying to change my eating habits. On the other hand though, if you're constantly on the go and you're always staying at a different places, for example, if you're traveling a lot because of your work or your school, or if you're missing routine in your life, binge eating can often become the quote-unquote safe thing that you can turn to to give you this feeling of security. I've usually turned to food when I felt some kind of uncertainty, when I was facing something new or challenging, and food brought me the comfort and the feeling of familiarity and the feeling of having things under control, even though paradoxically I had everything but control over food. And the important thing to realize is that the comfort and familiarity that binging may bring us is really, really temporary. And that the cost that comes with binge eating disorder is so much worse. And I'm not speaking just about financial costs, but, but most importantly about the toll it takes on our mental health and our physical health and our life in general. So what I'm trying to work on now instead of reaching out to food as a way to give me that sense of comfort and familiarity is that I try to find healthier and more helpful ways how to anchor myself. And I'm not gonna lie and say that it's been easy for me. Sometimes I feel way too stressed by everything, so I turn to food, but I know it's hurtful for me in the long run. And there are many ways how to anchor yourself when you're going through all of these different feelings and uncertainty and change, etc. I personally find it helpful to put on my headphones, turn on my favorite dance music and just dance like no one's watching me for like half an hour or even longer, however, whatever I feel like. If I would see myself from someone else's point of view, I would probably think I look ridiculous, but I don't care, that's not the point. The point is to embrace the present moment, to connect my body and my mind and to remind myself that all of those feelings will pass sooner or later. And even if things are uncertain now, even if everything around you seems to be changing, you're changing, your environment is changing, you're still there in the present moment and you've got your own back. Other things that you can use to anchor yourself can be your breath, focusing on the way you breathe, It can be reminding yourself of the past situations when you felt like this and also remembering how you felt when you overcame those situations. What I personally find helpful is having rituals that help me get my feedback on the ground when I'm feeling anxious or stressed out. For example, it's my evening ritual of meditating or my morning ritual of preparing and having my favorite oatmeal no matter where I am, no matter what I'm gonna do that day. If I have my oatmeal, it's some kind of anchor and it helps me to start my day right. And again, it may sound ridiculous, just like me dancing in my bathroom to these different 90s songs, but whatever, if it's a healthy way and it's helping you, then go for it.
I am so sorry for interrupting, but I just wanted to thank you for listening to the Binge on Salva podcast. I hope you find this podcast helpful, maybe inspiring, or maybe you feel less alone in whatever you're going through right now. If you like what you're hearing, don't hesitate to rate and review this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Your reviews help me grow this podcast and get it among more people who can listen to it. And it's also the best direct feedback I can get from you guys. So thank you so much for reviewing this podcast. Now back to the episode. My tip number three is really, really quick, but it's also something that helped me in the long run. And that's to go to the grocery store just once a week. I know what you're thinking, this sounds even more ridiculous than anything else I've said before, but it's really one of the things that helped me massively when it comes to reducing my binge eating sessions. Although I must say that when the COVID pandemic hit and the store opening hours were limited and the products you could buy were limited and we all tried to avoid going to public places as much as we could, it became much easier for me to avoid going to the grocery store every day. But it helped me to build this habit where I usually go to the store once or twice a week, but usually once. And what I do is that on Sunday I prepare all of the meals we want to eat that week and we go to the store and we buy everything. And as you probably know, when you don't have the binge food at home and you also set your mind to the fact that you will go to the grocery store in a week, then it's much easier for you not to binge because you don't have the binge food at home and you don't have and you don't plan going to the store anytime soon. So it's something that I try to stick to until this day. Of course, sometimes I fail and I go to the store more often. That's usually when I buy the binge food. But for like two years, I was very good at reducing those visits to the grocery store. And my final and fourth tip is to notice when you're more prone to binging. My binge eating disorder has been evolving just like I am and just like my life is. And equally, the situations that were triggering for me have also changed throughout the years. And what I found really helpful was to keep noticing when do I feel more prone to binging. Sometimes the binge session happens almost out of the blue with no signs. However, most of the times it happened because something else has triggered it. It could be a certain situation, it could be an emotion, or maybe it could be too much stress. And the more you keep noticing the triggers and the situations when you're more prone to binging, the more you can prepare yourself in advance and the more control you can have over the situation when it arrives. From the physical point of view, I know I am very likely to binge when I don't eat enough food throughout the day. Let's say that I have a breakfast, then I don't eat anything for a long time, and then I have a late lunch or just a dinner, and I'll come home and I'm very, very hungry and comfortable, and I pretty much always end up binging. And because I am aware of that, I do my best to avoid that situation and I prepare all my meals in advance. Of course, there are days when I feel ridiculous carrying like six different meal boxes with food to work, but as long as it works, it's fine by me. Another example is that I am more prone to binging before or after a stressful situation. 
When I was at a university, I was binging all the time during the exam period because it was the most stressful period for me. So now when I know there is something stressful ahead of me or when I feel stressed right now, I try to prepare myself in advance and I try to focus on things that I know will help me. So my tip would be to keep noticing what triggers your binge eating. Sometimes you won't find any similarities or specific triggers, but other times you may notice them and it will help you to become aware when you're more likely to binge and you can prepare in advance to try to eliminate those situations by preparing yourself. So that's all I have for you guys today. I would like to hear your feedback on this type of episode. You can DM me on Instagram at bingeonselvav or you can send me an email at anci at bingeonselvav.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Binge on Selvav podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or YouTube. I'll be back next week with another episode and until then, have a great rest of the week and talk to you soon. Bye! Inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you.